Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Unfiltered Experience. It's Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, where Mr. Scott Goyette is at. Welcome to the show. We are live broadcasting here for your enjoyment, your benefit, the opportunity for you to shift your perspectives by listening to a very unfiltered conversation tonight. I'm Christopher Rouse, the No Excuses Coach, joined by Scott Goyette. Scott What's up, brother Scott? Happy Friday night. Happy Friday night. Cheers. Yeah, brought to you, you by those. brought to you by our, our 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 sponsor at Longboard. They're at what are they out of Hawaii? Is that right? Yeah. That, yeah, I always see those from the ABC stores. If you go to Hawaii, they always have just ton. That's all they sell. Oh, I love it. I love it. They have different brands, but uh, mm -hmm. it's always a good tasting beer. So I was like, you know what? I'm not feeling Jack Daniels tonight. So yes, yes, yes. We got Deborah in the house. Deborah's already in the house. What's up? Early, early to the party. Eastern. Thank you so much. This is 8 p.m. Eastern. So Deborah, thank you so much for being here. What's going on, brother? I can't believe it's been a week since we just did our show. Yeah, I know. I know. So the, the time flies. That's part of the, the world right now. There's so much coming at us and we're responding. And uh, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're making sure that we can respond and build a better place. Exactly. I, I just can't even. I just can't even believe it's already November twelfth. That's great. It's like, like I see Facebook memories popping up right now, and I feel <laughs> like it was just like two months ago that that we were doing stuff and pictures of my son. It's just like it's so mind blowing how fast this last year went. Yeah, it is because I mean, even when I was out in California, two different times, and I those pictures pop up in memories. The first time was that was months ago, but it seems like it was two weeks ago. Like when you're yeah. riding around on that little bike, like riding around. <laughs> I saw the one you posted of you and your brother. brother. That was awesome. Yeah, that was fun. That was a great week. That was a good oh, couple yeah. of days. Enjoy. Hell yeah, I know. Now I got to get out to Austin. It's my turn to come out to Austin. So sometime yeah. in 2022, we got to come out there and, and have a good time. Absolutely. Mary Kay's in the house. She's like, happy Friday, guys. So Mary Kay, thank you so happy much for Friday. being here. Thanks You're for being awesome. such a great supporter. We appreciate yes. you. Mary Kay, she was she was in my uh, clubhouse group on Wednesday night for the entire time. It's a men's group, but she was there the whole night. So thank you, Mary Kay. You're awesome. Deborah, you're awesome. All you guys are awesome. Whether you're watching on live or on the replay, we appreciate either, every single every say, E. Every I was teaching my son. I was, it was funny. I was teaching my son long vowels versus consonants, and I was like, E. No, we appreciate each and every cool. one of you. Yeah, I found out he's good at math, which is like kind of scares me because I'm like, you know, if you're good at math, then you're not good at other things usually. So nah, it's crazy. you're a critical thinker. Go with that. Yeah, I'm a critical thinker, but I suck at math. Yeah, there you go. I guess you can be more than one thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, math is not my thing. I pull out my calendar to do two plus two just to make sure it's still four. Cause sometimes you never know with the way, you know, the government is everything, things change all the time. I don't know. But anyways, speaking about critical thinking, Oh my God, do we have a show tonight for you guys, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things, thinking about the new year's resolutions that are coming up for everybody. What is the number one new year's resolution that most people say? Oh, it's gotta be lose weight, look better, feel better. You know, something, something to do with your parents. No question. Something. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get healthier this year. This I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. I'm going to, I'm going to stop eating donuts for breakfast. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to exercise every day. I'm going to get up at five. I hear it so much. That's why I'm excited for our guest tonight to be able to, to um, perhaps inspire people to not only make that commitment, but stick with that commitment consistently to see the results so that they can actually, you know, find the joy in the fact that once you commit and you're consistent with a health program, that the, the results and the benefits are, you know, massive. I mean, you, you and I have both done that. You know, we did, I've done 75 hard. You've done your thing. When we get into those frames of mind, you know, it's, it's amazing what we can accomplish. It's the, it's the thing that we, we go back to the, to the, to the easy stuff, which is I'm finding myself doing lately. It was like, okay, I did 75 hard. And it was like, okay, I'll just have a couple of drinks here, a couple of drinks. And I'm like, I feel the slip, but now I catch the slip faster and faster to get myself back in that spot where I want to make sure that I'm operating a peak performance. So I'm excited for the conversation tonight and the gentleman that you're going to be introducing. Absolutely. And so we always talk about the, the mind and the spirit piece quite often. And we don't dive into the body piece as much as maybe we should. 
Um, I almost feel like people do that so much, but it's a, when I say so much, there's so many of the shows doing that. So I feel like we stray away from that, but it's a critical part of that trifecta of mind, body and spirit because they're all intersynced. And one of the things that I love, and I think one of the reasons that I'm maybe better than many at integrating mind, body and spirit and doing the three things is athletics and athletics was huge to me as a kid. And I noticed that the best athletes would always take care of the body. You know, they take care of the physical aspect. The ones who were the exceptional, the next level athletes understood the next component. And that's the mind piece. And I think the people who truly got into the zone and truly accelerated at another level were tapping into the spiritual without even physically knowing it because they're manifesting, they're visualizing. Um, I want to go back to that base level today with a good friend of mine, an amazing athlete, just wrote a book recently and just put it out there. And you guys all need to go check it out and get it. But um, I can say this. One of the things that was fun about connecting with and meeting him years back is he reminded me of me when I was younger. He was doing the things that you needed to do to be successful. He was doing the work. You know, he was taking the inputs. He had the diet. He was doing all the pieces with zero excuses. He's Ooh. like, I'm going to beat your ass. I know. No excuses right there. But he was just going to. It didn't matter that I was, you know, 20 something years older than him. He's like, well, there was a time and a place where you could probably beat me. So I'm going to beat your ass right now. And every time we played, he made sure he beat my ass. And I appreciate that because there's nothing worse than winning when you know the other person let you win. And so without further ado, good friend of mine, Tanner Bleskin. Tanner, welcome to the Unfiltered Experience, brother. How are you doing this evening? Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I was just thinking about that time we... Uh, we're playing basketball for the first time and there was just so many connections that Scott and I had. And uh, I was telling you guys backstage, like this is my game day. So um, yeah. I'm so excited to spend a little bit of time with you guys tonight and uh, just such a passionate uh, subject. I'm, I'm so fired up about it. Did I ever win? Did I ever catch? No, you? no, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, I, you know, I was thinking, um, cause uh, I'm for sure going to, uh, I didn't let my parents know that I was doing this um, kind of low key, but um, my I'll let them know uh, after we get the recording. But my parents raised my dad, especially raised me to just take no prisoners when it comes to playing. I'm not saying play dirty or anything, but just I mean, it is like you're you're playing to win when you do things. Yeah. And the, and the funny thing, and then this is a really good point, is this when we're playing, there's places where I can outsmart you, but I can't outfast you. Like once you're 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 at a certain and and you know that and you're watching me going I know you know where to go and you can go, you would go there but I can get there and I'm yeah, like son of yeah. a bitch and the funny thing is a lot of young kids will let you outsmart them by like manipulating them and tricking them and you're like no I'm gonna beat you now when we were playing full court it becomes different because now I can use my IQ and use the other players but when it's one on one there's nothing I can do right, against right. pure athleticism and and. That's that's part of the game. That's yeah, it was so fun. It's it's so fun. I just uh, as sports is the best because you get to connect with people and and that's yeah. I miss that a lot. Yeah, I do. I do. So have you guys been have you guys been playing recently? I mean, you're both in Austin, right? Now we had the whole COVID thing. He had a baby, and like all these things happen, and suddenly life's changed so much. <laughs> so now yeah. you're not healthy, and you're not now you're not healthy and in shape. Oh, I think we can go play right now. I'll still yeah, go play. Go go play. Go My thing is, is defense always travels, so I'm ready. Yeah. And I can still shoot threes, and I can see every part of the court. So, oh, yeah, your vision that. is second to none. That I can still say that. I can see everything. I just He's got a view. He's 6'10". I mean, geez, yep. he can yep. see yep. everything. It's not that. He knows. He knows. I can anticipate your move before you know you're doing it. Right, right. Like, totally. you don't even know you're going to go there. I know you're going to go there, and suddenly the ball's in your hands. Like, how'd the ball get to me? Totally. This is some deep shit, Chris. The stuff I'm talking about here, I'm applying through everything I do. <laughs> uh, nice, nice. So, Tanner, you mentioned your family. Um, did you grow up in a family where physical fitness and health regime and, and food choices and all that stuff was a high priority? Did you grow up in, a, in a, an obese family where you decided to change that uh, trajectory for your own self? Oh, man. Uh, first off, I think it's an awesome question because you kind of want to know, hey, where's this, back, uh, this guy's background? My dad was a high school coach for 20 years. Gotcha. Um, he won seven high school championships. Now he wasn't the head coach. He was the defensive coordinator, um, in a town called great falls, Montana. And, uh, my mom, her background is that she's been a nurse for 30 plus years. Uh, so we always grew up with a ball in our hand. Um, it, 
if it was basketball season, you know, you were watching Michael Jordan. Um, we had, uh, you know, back in the day, they used to do TBS where they would carry the Braves games, baseball. And uh, so we were Braves fans. And um, then football, it was the Green Bay Packers. And that's, I mean, we would, I mean, Saturdays, Sundays, that was, we, we would all be watching sports. That was, it almost seems like it's a different world now. Uh, uh, as far as sports, because there's so many other stories, but just the purity of sports is what made me fall in love with it. Um, and so that's a little bit about my background, like just a, a very sports heavy family growing up. Nice, nice. Um, and now you have a kid, right? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is I can't even because, you know, I think people would always suggest things like, well, you know, this is what it's like to be a parent. And no matter what, you would always... Um, I would just say, you know, now that, you know, we've got a seven month old, it's one of those things you just can't comprehend it until you do it. And uh, it's been the most life changing in a positive way um, that I can explain. Um, you know, the reason I wrote the book was because uh, Taylor was pregnant with Hudson and um, talk about a, a kick in the pants about like, I don't know if this is a scientific fact, but I swear that when you have a kid, that time immediately starts to speed up. No. I, 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 just, I can't believe that he's seven months. I remember it like yesterday we were at the hospital and they were like, yes, yeah, so you'll take him with you. And I was like, what are you talking about? I've never done that at a hospital. Like you come as two, leave as three. Tanner, I will never forget that same moment. It was the most like literally we walked out the door and Kim was sick the day before because she got some nausea and stuff. So she was like just finishing throwing up, cleaning her up. She, I'm like, oh, you're fine. Everyone's okay. They're like, okay. And suddenly we're in a car and I'm like, do we put her in? Like, where do we put her? What do we do? Like, what happens? Like, this is ours? I'm like, it's, what? I mean, the thing I would say is it's, you know, because with your job and stuff like that, you can always turn off from it. You know, you can go on a vacation. Your kids, uh, I mean, it is 24-7 on um, right now, Hudson's sleeping and like, I'm just praying that he doesn't wake up. Um, and, you know, so it's it's literally, I've never experienced anything that's on your mind like that. And I have so much respect for my wife, Taylor, because I just cannot comprehend how much a woman does to keep everything in balance. It's amazing. Women are amazing. Women uh, are amazing. Yeah, I, can't, I can't even describe it. It's so beautiful. And you know, it's a wonderful thing too. And I'm sure the woman appreciate that who are, who are here is is seeing that and understanding that. And I wish more men would say that because it's it's mind blowing to see our specific skill sets as men and women and how we apply them, things that we probably both blow each other away. I'm sure there's things she's like, I could never would do what you do. And that's that's the beautiful part of a relationship where you're like, wow, thank goodness yeah. I have you. <laughs> you know? Totally. I just do not know how single parents do it. It's amazing. Actually, we're actually already have a question. Deborah says, Tanner, what do you say to a parent who, let me see, who asked to, to let their kid win? Ooh. Who say that again? Uh, she says here, Tanner, what do you say to a parent who asks you to let their kid win? Well, I would say, um, well, that's a tough question. I mean, because the thing is, is, you know, I was raised where it was like, if you're like, I'm not saying I ever played dirty, but I'm saying if you're in between the lines, you're doing a disrespect to the game if you're not playing to win and obliterate the guy across from you. What I would say is, is I would say I would consider taking your kid out of the sport, um, not, not the but the parent that asked, you know, that parent doesn't have um, the right intentions about that sport, in my opinion. I, I don't think that's a really good place to um, ask that kind of question. That's an unfair question I would ask. I would say to that um, parent. So yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot of people who are going to hear that. Okay. And they're going to be like, you're the problem. Everybody's like super competitive. Everybody's ultra. Like, listen, you, you know me, I'm Mr. Go Love Now guy. I want everybody to get a trophy in many ways, but on the court, you've made a decision to compete at a high level. And I'm not saying five-year-old baseball, whatever, but the minute you get out there in middle school and high school and kids are competing, I'm with you, dude. I mean, I'm still going to like, I'll, I'll dial back on stuff a little bit, but I still have, you still see it in me. Like if well, you're going to play the game, yeah, play I the could, freaking game. I'm getting really fired up. So here's what I would say. I would say to this. <laughs> so, okay. If we were to do like a one-on-one -on -one game and we would play, I'm not the type of person that if I beat you, I'm going to be like this. Oh my gosh, you're terrible. Like you suck at life. You should never do this again. 
if we play, I'm going to first off, I'm going to love you before the game. I'm going to love you after the game, no matter what. But here's the thing. I want to beat you so bad. And guess what? After the game, I'm going to talk about this. Hey, man, I think this could be better for you. Like my biggest thing is, is letting go about the end result and just focus on every bit of um, effort that I can give. But then being able to live with the outcome, because there is a toxic um, thing when you just focus on winning. Um, so that's a really deep thing. But like one of the things is, is all you control is your attitude and effort. And unfortunately, you're not going to win every game. And, you know, winning is awesome. But at the same time, it can become toxic if you go too far with that. I like it. So so here's the thing, too. And I'll, and this might help that question get answered, too. So I was playing um with this guy the other day. We were playing two on two and he kept doing the same little hook shot. And he was doing it from like a low. He was he was turning into me. So I was able to reach the ball every play and contest the shot. And I said, if any at any point you turn and I'm over committing, you do a fall away, you're going to be five feet away from me. There's no way I can touch it. And he started doing it and he hit it like five <laughs> times in a row. And I'm like, why don't you do that every time against me? And so I don't mind you. I don't mind giving you artillery to beat me because and this is something that I wish more people did is fall in love with the game so much that it's like a dance. So even if you're the person who's on the losing end, but you're learning something from it, the dance is so freaking beautiful. Like if I saw something that you were doing that you could beat me, if I was beating you, I would honestly tell you. Now, I would never say that in a competitive environment, but you and I are in camp or we're training together. I would absolutely. T- I'm not going to tell you in the, the finals of a city championship game. You, <laughs> you know, know what like, you can do better to by beat the me? way, you know, you could beat me left every time if you attack my pivot. You know, I'm not going to give you that shit, but totally, totally. And I and I think people have lost, like, forgotten that that this is literally the safe battlefield to become an ultra competitor with yourself, to be a badass human being and find and share your brilliance. And why do we want to be soft here? I mean, there's there's places we can go have our safe space to be soft, but this is the most beautiful opportunity for us to just just be massive competitors and walk away, and then, like you said, shake hands, give hugs, give feedback. Like what? what is yeah, I mean, do that? you know, I I know we'll move on in the conversation, but I just think to myself, the only reason I am what I am today is because I've been challenged by a lot of people. I've been beat a lot. Um, yeah, I've won, but. I'm only the way I am is because I believe solely in like iron sharpens iron. Yes. Magic Johnson and Larry Bird hated and loved each other all at the same time. Like totally. They said they were only great because of one another. Totally. That's beautiful. So. Deborah says, uh, thank you for recognizing the juggling act. Absolutely. We've got some other people in the house. We got Andrea in the house. Thank you so much for being here. Andrea says, hello, Chris and Scott. Uh, Deborah says here, my son is the greatest accomplishment. He is a wonderful person and my pride and joy. That is awesome. Great mom. Got Robert in the house. Robert saying hello to everybody. So good to see you, Robert. Good to see you. And uh, the amazing unfiltered crew is here. Our unfiltered family. Uh, Deborah says here also enjoy the game and win and enjoy the game and earn the win. And everyone isn't equal. Uh, some are better at different things. Absolutely. And you know, when I think about this conversation and you heard us when we started out the show, Tanner, I'm thinking about new year's resolutions and whatnot. And you know, the thing I think about new year's resolutions and what we were talking about there preliminarily was the fact that, you know, we get so excited about starting something, right? We buy new gym equipment. We do all these things. We're going to do it this year. You know, we got the fresh start and January 1st rolls around and we're all pumped. And then by January 13th, things start to shift. Talk to us about what we can do for people to keep the consistency going for them in 2022 to not backtrack into old habits. I mean, it's a huge, huge source of frustration, inspiration, all wrapped into one for me. I mean, um, I think it's probably one of the most critical things to analyze. I mean, what's the point of going off and having a significant transformation, lose 30 pounds or whatever, if in the long run, you're going to put it all back on because you did it in an unsustainable way. So the first thing I would say is, is you got to be focused on the word sustainability. And I, I, this is probably a super lame answer, but it's got to be part of your lifestyle. I mean, there's, you know, the bottom line is, is, uh, you, um, brush your teeth every single day. Um, and you don't complain about it, you know, like that's just is what it is. And there's certain consequences if you don't brush your teeth, which is you'll get cavities, you'll get gum disease, all that. The bottom line is, is like you have to integrate movement and make it a, um, lifestyle, which is the lamest answer. But the thing is, is if I could stress one thing, it's, you have to become addicted to the little wins 
and celebrate them like they're the biggest wins of your life. Um, Can you give us an example of that? Absolutely. And real quick, Chris, I don't even know if we mentioned this, by the way. So, so Tanner is an amazing personal trainer has been working outside of just his realm as a college athlete, an amazing division one college athlete, a football player and an equally incredible basketball player. But he's a, he's very qualified to give this information. Mm. Yeah. Uh, specifically an example, I know this is going to sound really lame. Um, but, uh, drinking enough water in your day. Huge. Um, another, it's not lame. That, that's not lame. We say that all the time. I say oh, that all the time. Huge. Like I do too. It's well, massive. Yeah. I think for me is, is I just, my goal when I'm around people is to get them to flip their focus and, you know, be the best hydrators around. Um, here's another lame one, but an absolute game changer. Go for a freaking walk, which has so many benefits that you can't even comprehend it. Um, here's another one. I think, um, sleep is so, so, um, interesting in the fact that if you sleep too much societally speaking you're seen as lazy um and i can tell you last year my new year's resolution was to get better sleep and it has been the biggest game changer as far as my energy as far as my consistency um in making the best trainings i've ever had in showing up for my clients so a little win there would be this no screens one hour before you go to bed mm. i like it I love it. Are you, are you a fan of sleep devices? Like for me, uh, I biohack sleep for like a year. So I got an aura ring. I looked at all the different sleep tracking devices. Cause again, like to your point, it's not lame. I mean, it's, it's so simply stupid that people overlook it and sit there and discount it. Like, Oh yeah, sleep, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. That's what I used to say. But once I started investing in and really kind of tracking where it is that I was doing and being able to see, okay, if I have sugar, or I have this before I go to bed, then I have like 10 minutes of deep sleep, you know, or, or restorative sleep. You know, I, I just realized I started changing things around. And as my sleep started improving, I started waking up in a better mood and I started being more productive and it was just so crazy. So I love wearables or what are your thoughts on, on some of that? I think to myself, it's interesting. I mean, there's this thing called EMFs, um, like electromagnetic fields. And so devices have, you know, uh, electromagnetic fields. What I would say is, is it's kind of like the thing of like, um, uh, something I'm massively passionate about is fishing. Um, specifically fly fishing. And they say, if you fish the right fly long enough, you'll eventually catch a fish. So my thing is this, whatever you believe in most. And the thing is, is like, go for the, the like, here's the thing. If, if you've got a ring that you feel that you have the deepest sleep with, it's probably going to mean that you're going to get deeper sleep over the long run. Mm -hmm. Now I'm, I, the thing is, is I don't I, here. I'm very aware of what I don't know. Um, I'm very um, anti-device when it comes to sleep. I feel like the light um, from devices um, stops our natural circadian rhythm, which is normally you want to suppress um, melatonin during the day, and then your melatonin rises as you get ready for bed, and that's why you get drowsy at night. Uh, so I'm I'm more like anti-device as far as like I try to get away from my cell phone, away from the TV, the closer I get to bed. Mm -hmm. So let me not throw, I'm going to throw something in there. I want to let you, you know, think about this for a second, Tanner, because for years I couldn't sleep. And think of what I just said. For years I couldn't sleep. Just like the fly fishing incident, you know, you put the focus on it, that's going to become the reality. And again, I'm, I was saying that from a reactive space that maybe certain times I couldn't sleep. But what I've learned is cliches like, you know, slept like a baby. And then the reason, um, what was the one that was right on point? It was saying the babies um, only sleep a couple of hours, then they wake up screaming. Yeah, that one didn't make sense. But the one, the one, what's the one? Um, it talks about um, essentially, if if you're in line with yourself, you'll you'll sleep. Oh, what's the? There's. I was just talking about this today earlier. You know, like I slept because. Yeah, like, I totally. Um, I think I get what you're saying. I, I think. Um, but the point, the point is, when I, I sleep now, and the reason that I sleep is because I'm in line with my mission and my purpose. And yeah. so because of that, I'm going to sleep, but I'm I'm not stressed. Like I literally go to sleep at night because when I lay down, I know I'm accomplished and I'm complete. Where um, that's really all it is. The noise disappears because I know I'm doing the right thing. I mean, you're, yeah, I would say um, when I'm at my best and I'm not saying like I got it all figured out, I certainly don't. But when I'm at my best, I can look at myself and I can say, I've got 10 million things to do. I'll get after it tomorrow. 
and I'm not going to think about it at all going to bed. Because for me, what robs me of sleep, if anything, is my peace of mind of just thinking about all these things that I'm doing or not doing. I hope my 5 a.m. alarm goes off um, because that would be embarrassing if I slept in. And so it's just getting to this place of like ultimately being a master at letting go and just really being engaged in the present. And, um, you know, I'm like going like this, but it's like that centeredness, that alignment, whatever you want to call it. But when I hit that space uh, in sports, it would be called the zone. When I hit that, it's the ultimate as far as everything that I want. Well, you had the perfect quarterback to follow, too, because to throw an interception and two minutes later to throw a touchdown, the exact same pass pattern you know, with Brett Favre. So totally. the guy the guy was, totally. uh, you know, it's it's a short memory deal. Um, totally. And I think, too, is, is it's like just this thing of like, you know, the analogy of like a duck with water. I mean, always letting go and, and just thinking about myself like my peace of mind is my highest priority. Um, yeah. That's literally just that is number one. And it's so funny because you get back to health and I'm like. I don't care if you have all the physical results. If mentally you're really screwed up inside, it's all going to unravel. 100%. So, so do you have any do you have any uh, case examples where you've had people who have traditionally not been consistent or committed to an overall program and they, they actually have changed their their routines? What are some of the things that you can share with us that perhaps they shifted in their mind and their perspective about that to be more consistent? Sleep 100%. Um, my thing is, is I would just go the lamest thing ever is repetition. And, you know, one of the best tools that I know of is when people are open to being uh, called out accountability wise. Um, some of the most successful people I know, and I'm talking like, I feel like I'm the luckiest person in all of the training space because I get to be around the best clients that I can even comprehend. These people are doing multi-million some billion dollar deals and i get to pick their mind every day and all of it comes back to the simple things of repetition and great attitude about me calling you out so if you know that we're going to train i'll be like this tell me how good your sleep's been um little things like that i don't think there's magic in it but i think there's magic in the consistency and my thing is, is I'm going to call you out as long as you give me an opportunity to train. I owe that as an obligation to call you out and to be better. Um, one thing that really gets me fired up because I feel like when it comes to training, something that sells people is this idea of lose 30 pounds in a month, lose like quick fix results sells, right? Yeah. But what I found is, is the people that are at the highest level, what they're really looking for is the littlest things and very similar to when a golfer gets a new swing coach, he's not making an adjustment that can even see with the eye. Yeah. So my whole point is, is in general, the health space is missing this thing of we're thinking way too big. And the, the, the game changer is in this. That's a thousand percent. And that's and that's the beautiful thing, too, of like any input. Like, think of this, right? If right now I'm having some adverse reaction to something I'm eating, it's one thing. It's not everything. It's one thing. So let's say right now, everything that I'm eating, I'm allergic to glutens. It's only one little tiny thing I switch. It's the same thing with exercise. It's the same thing with input. It's the same thing with which friend group you're hanging out. It's always one person, one thing, one thing. But we start moving everything, and then we're not sure what the hell happened. And a really great trainer or a really great coach, as you look really close and go, oh, that's all I was doing. And now I'm going to be consistent and hold you to it. It's literally it's, so big things come from little shifts. That's kind of what we're saying. And that's on point with. Yeah. Everything. But also, too, is, is, you know, to get back to, you know, the power of that suggestion of like, you know, you'd say, well, where do you want to start? Whatever that person, whatever that client is willing to go after is the thing that I'm willing to go after with them. So my thing is, is I don't lead with any, you know, it's not the. TJ Edge program and it's do it my way or the highway. I am very much fitting into this person's life, trying to put on their hat for what they see in a day and to go in and be their best um, source to say, hey, have you considered doing this differently? And all while wrapping it with the best attitude and a solution minded approach. Mm -hmm. so you're a mayor. You're a damn good mayor. That's that's what Chris and I practice left and right. It's be a mirror to that person so they can look more closely and walk with them along the way for you physical for Chris or I, maybe it's 
mind and spirit, but that's that's the game. You, you really do. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, no, I was just going to say, one of the things that I found out for me, and I've talked to a couple other people about this, and I'm interested, this is one of the questions I definitely wanted to ask you, was for me, I used to always work out in the afternoon. So when I was doing my workouts in the afternoon, I was really consistent and I didn't really recognize why, but I knew when I, once I started looking back and I once I started working out at five o'clock in the morning, I'm like, I just don't have the same drive. I don't have the same everything. And then I realized when I worked out in the afternoon, I had a whole day's worth of, of stress and everything else. And I was sitting in traffic and I went there and it was just my body's greatest workout time is in the afternoon, the, in the evening, sometimes late in the evening. And so I found out when I went back to working out in the evening, I was more excited about working out. I had a better endorphin release, but I still worked out in the morning, but I wasn't as good. And I wasn't, I was still intentional about it because I knew what it is that I was trying to go for. But talk to us about that. I mean, should people actually experiment with different times of the day that they worked out and they might find that, that their their chronological clock is more suited to evenings or more suited to the mornings or does it really matter? I think it's a phenomenal question. And I get so frustrated when I meet people and they give this thought of, Tanner, just tell me what to do. And I go like this. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't do that. And you know yourself better than I know you. And um the frustrating part for me is, is this, I can't help somebody that's not willing to do the grunt work of figuring that out because that's very challenging. It's very hard to get your butt up at 5 a.m. It's very hard to experiment and tinker around. Um, the biggest problem though is that people aren't willing to do that. So to your point, some people, if you mention workout in the afternoon, it is like hell froze over and they despise that because their time is early in the morning. Um, I have a client that I, if we don't work out before a certain time, I know that it's a lost cause because his time is the morning. So to your point, the biggest thing that I would say is this, you got to figure out what's best for you. And I can't tell you that answer, even if you want me to. I love it. Being a mayor, bro. Being a mayor, you got that. Somebody's got to participate in this process. Absolutely. I was going to see if there was any, we have any questions ever uh, going on over here. We got Deborah says never wake a sleeping baby, of course. Um, yeah. Or a sleeping drunk. Uh, Mary Kay says here, I have a notepad by my bed. I write down any worries so I can deal with it tomorrow. Marvelous suggestion. Absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, by the way, guys, whether you're watching live or on the replay, again, ask us questions. You got experts here. Please take advantage of that. Take advantage of that opportunity. Uh, share your engagement with us as well. Um, the other question I have for you, Tanner, and, and thinking about me is the no excuses coach. And we kind of talked about this before a little bit for me, the excuses this day and age, like I was telling you before, I had somebody literally uh, seeking me out to coach them. And I denied them as a coach because they sat there and said, well, Chris, I just don't know how to cook healthy. And I was just like, what in the fuck did you just say? Literally, I was just like, what? You don't know how to go. How do you suppose you could learn how to cook healthy? You know, it was just that that mindset of the laziness that you were talking about a little bit before. Talk to us about some of the excuses that you hear today, because I can't imagine that many people would have many excuses, but I can imagine in your position, you probably hear a ton of them. What are some of those excuses and what are some ways that we can overcome those excuses for people who are watching or listening that might have those same excuses? Yeah, I mean, it's such a great question because it's for sure a pet peeve of mine. I think the first one that pops into my mind is the word priority. I mean, mm -hmm. flat out, you know, you only get a certain amount of time in a day are you making your health a priority? Um, one of the things I've noticed with the busy people I have is this, Tanner, I got to work. And I'm like this, you know, as well as I do, <laughs> you're good monetarily. Um, but yet people come up with this workaholic excuse um, that, look, I mean, I get it. You got to pay the bills and stuff. But the thing is, is how effective are you at work um, from a productivity standpoint if you're feeling like shit health wise? Mm. Um, so. The other one too is the classic, you know, I mean, it goes right along with priority, but I don't have the time. And the thing is, is it's like all these people that are making time for these workouts is, do they get extra hours in a day? It's all about that thing of, I have to do this. And I asked a client the other day, you know, cause I'm always trying to learn from my clients. I know I have the best. And this lady was a retired lawyer and she said, working out for me is that thing that no matter what happens in a day, I have to do it. It's not a thing where all the square, all the stars have to line up and then I'll work out. Um, so it's literally just this thing of um, exercise for her as a hygiene. And I think if you're looking for the right mindset when it comes to exercise, it has to be the word hygiene and lifestyle versus when all the stars align. But mm. back to your question, I would say priority and time 
Um, yeah, you definitely come up with money, but I think that's a deeper layer and it, you can really filter through that quickly. So, so, so let's sit there because, because I can say, you know, you or I can be like, well, it's clearly a hygiene for us. I, I would literally lose my mind. Like I'm not at the gym for two days and I start going batshit crazy. I got to play hoops. I got to go jump off a wall. I got to do flips. I can do something. And so what does it take to, to shift somebody or empower the shift in somebody who doesn't see it as a hygiene and sees it as I want the body, I want the energy, I want to lose the weight, but you know, damn down, like, you know, that they're not seeing the sustainability piece in that they're seeing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think the one word is relatability. Mm. Um, what's that saying? People don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. That's where your level of listening comes in. And it's like this, everybody has certain passions that they love so much you know if you're going on that work example the person that loves their work and say hey i was just wondering things are pretty good business-wise aren't they and going into their world and saying hey i was just curious when you started your business was it comfortable was it easy and getting into that person's world from a relatability perspective because if you don't have an ability to relate then i don't know about you here's the thing i don't have a contract with any of my training clients meaning it is literally just a handshake Wow. And that is my entire livelihood. Obviously, I have a family that's depending on that. So my thing is, is if you can't get in that person's world of relatability, you're not going to in any way influence them. Um, but I would also say, too, is, is I would say this. Um, there's got to be a period in your life where you have exercised. Like, I don't care if you have to go all the way back to elementary school, but there is a period of your life where you have exercised. And you have, if you're really in tune, you have felt the benefits of movement. You just haven't really focused on that. And so my thing is, is getting people to remember a time when they did, did have their health as a priority and getting back to that energy lift that movement and exercise does. And on that note, I literally live for the lift in people's facial expression that is the world to me you know people come in and they're lethargic and they're blah 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 and then they leave and they say oh my gosh i feel so good after our workouts for two to three days after i can't even begin to describe how good i feel that to me is exactly why i had the energy to write this freaking book to get up at 5 a.m every day uh, that's where the energy comes from to live for that lift you see in people I like oh that. man go ahead scott one of the things I, I really want to do with you at some point soon is uh, we got to go play hoops again soon. But also, I'm, I'm listening to you. And, and one of the things that I think is super crucial is the understanding of the mind, body, spirit connection, of course. And so you're you're bringing one component. You know, when I'm coaching people, I, I don't I no longer help them manage the physical component. So there's an organic handoff here with people in town and the things that you're talking about, you know, and that's why I asked the question. I can easily peel back the onion with those people and help them realize because you actually said that they need to needed to have had exercise at one point. I totally disagree with that and not in a bad way. I have a good friend, right? You know, that I'll introduce you to Jeffrey Schuylkills. Okay. This guy was not into exercise. He was a very smart, like super cerebral guy. And he just started running after the age of 50. He started running ultras and he's completed multiple ultra marathons, the hundred mile races. This is a guy who never did wow. any of it. So he's, he's next level badass. And, but here's the point, what he had to do was he had to come to terms with his mission. And he said, I want to be around for a long time. Cause I have things up here that I want to share. And so he decided better body better. And that's the whole point. So we've got to get deep with people together so deep that they say, this needs to be part of my meditation. This needs to be part of my preservation. This needs to be part of my purpose. And some people just don't align it. They, they hate, they still do. There's still people in our minds going, I got picked last in gym class. Screw it. I don't want to do it. I hate it. And you know that person. And that person now could be the ultra marathoner because they have no injuries. They're not walking around with dislocated ankle, knee, and everything else. They're coming in with a perfect body. So th there's something to be said there. I, I just want you to think about that because. I, I, I Yeah, totally. And it's funny. I mean, like I said, I mean. The more I do training, the more I realize how little I know. And I'm not just saying that, you know, whenever I train, it's, it's kind of like this. It's like every person's a puzzle. And if you can follow me throughout my day, 
what you see is is yeah. there's one you know one conversation happening um, with one client, and then you're on a totally different track um, in order to motivate another client. And oh, yeah. to me, that's the funness of it. And and just to your point, Scott, I mean, I could be totally wrong, but my thing is this: I pride myself in saying this. I don't know you, yeah. but if I'm around you long enough, I'll know you and I'll learn you. That's the and best. together we'll walk this track to get where you want to go. Yeah. And you know, no, I'm not giving you a hard time. It's no, no. I, it's it's yeah, such a good opposite. point to bring it's, up. It's, I, my point is I sat where you sat and I would have said the same thing. And then I meet these anomalies and then I start to say, wait, are they anomalies? Or totally. there's just a lot of, a lot of potential opportunity that we're missing. And that's my point is all the methodologies of empowering, whether it's mind, body, or spirit, need to be coming up together collectively so that people get this trifecta that they can totally be here longer, be here more effectively, and just be in their purpose. So totally. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have your why. We're gonna talk about that for a second, but we got some questions. Deborah says here, she goes, What is the optimum amount of time to work out? And is cardio the most important or is stretching and breathing? Great question, Deborah. Great question. I mean, yeah, I think the one that I would say the most important is, is what's the one that brings you the most joy that you could see yourself doing for a long period of time. Um, if you can't see yourself doing it for six months to a year, why are you even considering doing it? Um, personally, I'm a huge, huge fan of get in some resistance training, um, meaning, look, I don't think cardio is bad. I just think that the older you get, the more that you actually have to have lean mass on your body. You see so many people with issues later on in life because they don't have enough muscle. So yeah. what I would say is, is have a base layer of resistance training and the frequency I would do it is how much you're willing um, to do it. And then over time, you'll, you'll run into people that say, I want to work out every day and go as hard as I can. And I'm like this, is that sustainable? And they know it's not, but they haven't done it long enough to know that they're going to hit a, a dead end with that approach. So, I mean, if you did three days a week, some good resistance training, I mean, to me, that is epic. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Thank you for the question, Deborah. <clears throat> I appreciate that. Uh, Mary Kay also has a question. Thank you. She says, do you think there's an element of self-sabotage? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Um, Great question. Who do you spend the most time with? It's yourself. Um, the thing about it is, is we sabotage ourselves in the most clever ways because we want to justify it. So absolutely, self-sabotage is that thing you're looking for when you're training people. You're like, well, why aren't you where you're supposed to be? <clears throat> you know you don't want to feel like this. And so, I mean, absolutely. But I think that's where the importance of environment comes out. Like, who are the people that are calling you out on your bullshit and you know it? Yeah. So that's that's a scary thing, a scary thing too, being a trainer and, you know, one of the things Chris and I talk about this too a lot in, in our team building is, you know, we, we have a TEAM, we have a person you can trust, somebody who's an empowering energizer, somebody who holds you accountable and a mentor in every team. And so it's scary to be that accountability person because, you know, you don't want to piss people off and we already get so much shit going on. We don't want to like harass people. But at the same time, what does it feel like when you're sitting here going, like they're saying, oh, I can't because I'm too busy or, well, you know, I have the overtime again. I have clients right this second, okay, like right this second that are going, I'm going to start up again with coaching in like two months. They're like, I just got to finish this. Do you know how long I've been saying that? It's been a year. I'm prepaid on the deal, dude. I already have the money. Like I, they paid me out front and I'm literally calling them. I'm like, when do you want to take this value on the other end of the money you gave me? And they're like, oh, I just can't. I'm like, and I'm, and I, this is what I teach. And I don't know how to reel them in because they're so good at self-sabotaging that I'll call them and they're like, just let me finish this. And there's always another excuse. I think something that immediately comes to my mind is this idea of um, there's so many things I want to say uh, with, with self-sabotage. It's, it's just like you said earlier, it's, it's about being that mirror and just showing people what they sound like. Um, the other thing I was going to say, too, is, is a lot of times you want to preframe it and say, look, you know, what is the thing that you want me to call you out on that in the past has gotten in your way for results? Like so it isn't a weird thing where it's unnatural. where you are like, well, why are you asking me that question? 
dude, you told me to ask you that question. So, so don't you love I, it? I love, I love what you just said. I want to sit on that for a second because I think it's that important. We're always talking about reframing, but I love the pre-frame where before you even get to know the person, you create a list of what are the things that you might do to sabotage yourself and what would you want me to do to respond? So they're literally in a chill mode. And then when they do it, you say, and here we are, motherfucker. But this is the other thing. The other thing I would say, too, is, is when I call people out and I wish I had all my clients that they could, you know, be here right now. And I wish they they, they yeah. know that my intent is is loving. It, it's not this like I'm not here to be a dick. Um, it's your health. It's your livelihood. As far as like you get one life um, freaking take advantage of it. Um, I'm calling you out because I love you. It's not a, like, so what I would say is, is doing it with the right intent is the most important thing. Oh yeah. Oh no, but we're saying the same thing. Like, like when Chris and I are talking about building a team, like everything's with pure intention, I guess the pre-frame, I really like that because, because here's the thing. We always talk about reacting and responding. Once there's emotion, the, the natural tendency is to react. So when, let's say that somebody's in their tendency again, and they're going, I can't do this anymore. Um, we'll start up again in a month. Right then, they're going to that go-to, that guilt, that shame, that anger, that sadness, whatever it is, they're sitting in that. So their ability to respond to you is going to be minimal unless they've done some inner work on this, but I'm assuming they haven't or they're there. So you having a pre-written check that you're about to write right now and spoon back to them is literally the flaw. Like, Because you're saying your past self said, when your future self does this, this is how to respond. And I'm responding as your past self when you said this is what you want. Do you still want that or do you want this future self that you told me would come up and show up? I mean, that is I, I want to say that again and again and again, because I freaking love that. Love it. I think it's in fact, it's something that I'm going to steal. There's no question. I'm going to incorporate that into coaching too. and say, what are you going to do to sabotage this program in three weeks? It's actually genius. Yeah, I don't know if you realize how beautiful that was, but thank you for thank for you. Can I steal that? Go for it. All right, thank you. Mary Kay loves it too. She goes, "Ooh, love that preframing like a crisis response plan." Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, ultimately, it's really about what we're talking about here, guys. And I can't believe it's already been forty-seven minutes. I told you, Tanner, it was going to go by like that. Well, we already uh, know that. We already when, know I, that. when I when I when I think about when I think about this and the coaching clients that I get, you know, when they sit there, oh, it's so expensive. It's you know, it's this that. And when I think about this conversation tonight, one of the biggest things that stood out for my brain to think about talking about is the fact that we can either choose now to pay now or pay later. Like you were saying, 100%. you know, when I sit there and I think about my health and fitness, I'm like, I would much rather make the investment and, and, and have the courage, have the confidence and have the consistency to, to work out every day and, or work out five days at least and then, and then have, you know, like a one cheat day to really maximize what it is I do now, because I've seen so many of my friends and I have a, I he used to be my best friend. He, he doesn't watch the show, so it's not a big deal, but he used to be in way better shape than I was. And then he got lazy and then he drank more. And I, I, for me, I'm always observing. I'm like, okay, where's my limit? What can I do? How do I pivot? How do I still get to do this? And, you know, I've just always been very conscious about drugs or alcohol or anything else in my life, laziness, complacency. And so I've always made that a priority because like Scott said, if I don't work out, I go, I start to go fucking nuts. And I saw, I've seen some of my friends get lazy, like, oh yeah, you know, it's not a big deal. You know, I'm older now. I can still work out like this. And I, I have a friend of mine, he's two years older than I am. He's on 10 medications. And so I asked him, I said, would you like to go back 20 years ago and consider and, and consider paying for a trainer and consider paying for better food when you said you couldn't afford it and paying for this and doing these things? Or would you rather spend $500 on your medications and you can't work out now because you're so fucked up? So for me, I always tell people like, do you want to pay now or do you want to pay later? What are your I, thoughts on that? I think it's, I mean, you could do it. We could do another 47 minutes on exactly what you just said, because it's such an important point um, to drive home that message. And, you know, one of the things that gets me is, is I try to get into people where you can see you got into them. And um, it's almost like people think that they have time to fuck around and that they, 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 it's an illusion. You don't have as much time as you think. No, you know, life is going by faster. Here's the thing. I can't make this up. Pay now or pay later. I literally, um, this one's a pretty tough one to say. Um, I was supposed to have a training tomorrow morning. That's seven thirty. Um, I followed up with her tonight. Um, and, uh, a man answered the phone and he said, 
this is uh, this is his husband. This is uh, her husband. And I thought, oh, shit, this guy's going to jump me. He's going to say whatever. Um, like, my wife can't train. She's sick. He goes like this. My wife died on Tuesday. If you want something that stops you in your tracks, pay now or pay later. This gal had over a hundred pounds to lose. She was so excited to get after it. And if you think that health is expensive now, you have no idea in your right mind how costly not having your health is. Um, so I'm literally uh, was stopped in my tracks. I have never experienced what I experienced today. And getting that call and just stopping in your tracks and literally being like, this person died who was about to work out with you tomorrow morning. It's crazy. So like, if, if that isn't something that was, I mean, here's the thing. I'm sharing that because there's impact to be made as far as the importance of having your help. Um, the painstakingness of writing this stupid book. And I say stupid because that's what I thought of it. So many moments. Um, there's a massive fire in my, my soul that I want people to feel what I feel, which is I know that I have my health. And I think it gets back to that thing of too many people aren't in a place where they should be health wise. And it really drives me up a tree. And that motivated me to do that thing that I did. So thank you for sharing that brother. That's insanely powerful. We all hear that loud and clear and we all try to preach that. And you just preached it better than anybody because you gave such a, a real example. And a lot of people hear blah, blah, blah. I'll do it tomorrow when there's not always in tomorrow. But I want to bring up a point about that book, too, because one of the things Chris and I talk about a lot is we talk about victim, sophomore, savior and player, four phases of existence. And the victim is the person who just says, oh, you don't understand, or, you know, the classic victim. The sophomore is the wise fool who thinks that they're at the light and they're there and they're constantly criticizing the victim and turning their back to the light. Then the savior gets there and tells everybody, you need to join my program. You do to do it this way. This is the only way you're going to get there. And then the savior, I'm sorry, the player steps in and just says, I'm going to be that light. And so what you're saying, uh, we, Chris and I both get that. The only reason that any of us here, the three of us here, want people to follow the stuff that we're sharing in any capacity it's because we want to let you try what we're trying you want we want you to feel what we're feeling like when i wake up in the morning i'm like holy shit this is a really fun planet in so many ways and and i'm 50 and i'm still playing basketball or you know chris got out of a job that wasn't for him and he's doing all these things with men's clubs and or you're sitting here you know you're encouraging you know nutrition and you're training you put your book out just being that light is that is what the world needs and people need to follow into that yeah um the thing i would say is is you know i meet people sometimes and they say are you always this you know positive you know this energetic and um, like, fuck no the, uh, <laughs> the answer is, is well why why wouldn't i be i mean i feel like i'm the luckiest person in the world to to do that but i feel like too is is you know when i first started training people there was definitely a thought of, man, I need to make some money. Um, you know, like I just left a gym that I had moved down here for and it didn't work out. And obviously money was a motivator, but nowadays it's, it's not money. I mean, yeah, money's important and that makes the world go round and blah, blah, blah. But I can tell you right now is, is um, I thought that my hunger from being in a not as good financial position would be my motivator. Money aside, I I'm good money wise, but I've never had more fire and passion. Uh, it's almost eight o'clock you know, on a Friday night. Um, and that's the whole reason I'm doing this. Um, because I'm just as fired up as I've ever been. And I think it's because you really do want to help people. And it's that idea of I can help one person, then it's worth it. Okay. So here's a really, here's a big question. I'd like to do two things quick, five minutes left. One, how do we collectively inspire other people to feel that? Because there's a lot of people right now who are saying things like, yeah, you know, I try to be positive, but, you know, a lot of bad things have happened in my life. Or, um, you know, I haven't been a financial stable, you know, stable, or I've got a disability, or there's, a, you know, you don't understand my situation. There's a lot of that happening right now. Okay. Then the second thing is, 
I want to talk about how your book can help people because I know a lot of the stuff in your book can probably help people with those answers. But let's go with that answer first, because I know when I'm coaching people and I'm talking to people, the first thing they do is they go in response and they're like, you know, I, I see how that works for you. But and, and I try to explain to them, you're seeing the outcome from a long journey of a lot of work. You're not seeing I, I was doing this while things sucked. So my point is, it starts with an attitude. It starts with a mindset. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, is as easy as I can say it, you got to walk your talk. And like, this is why one of the things that I find myself sometimes doing is, is if I find myself talking too much, I just know that if I want to influence people the best, I have to walk my talk. And that's a very hard thing to do. And with health, it is a daily process. Um, from getting up in the morning and making sure I'm well hydrated to making sure that mentally um, I'm in a really good place and in that centered position and letting go with ease and effortlessness, making sure I'm hitting my movements as far as exercises, um, taking care of myself. So the way to <laughs> I know how to influence is, is I'm just trying to walk my talk. And, and also when I look at leading people, it's not the fact that I'm way out in front of you. It's that we're locked arms side by side and we're doing shit together. Um, this frustrating thing for me is, is when people act like they're way up here and you're down here is, is look, we're, we're right here and we're going through the same shit. And I don't want you to think for one second that I got all my shit figured out because I'm battling just as much as you are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, vulnerability, you know, authenticity, um, just just being somebody who's transparent. Like we, we talk about this stuff all the time. Here's the deal. I'm going to say something that makes total sense today and I'm going to blow it tomorrow and come back and I'm going to tell you, remember that thing I said that I knew? Yeah, yeah, I blew that. And we say it here all the time. Like we yep. we laugh at, I don't want to say how stupid, how human we are. Totally. How human we are. Like here's the deal. In spirit, we are all perfect in form. And then we drop into this human vehicle and we try like heck to remove the the foolishness of the human component and go back to spirit. And we stumble around like crazy and we've got to laugh at that. And that's why we need the connection. That's why you need a trainer, have a coach, have good friends, have people to say, hey, I see the little thing you're doing with this shift. You could be even better. That's the game. And, and it all starts looking inside saying, I want it. I want to be better and smiling with what you've been given today. And it's, it's not rocket science, but many of us miss that. So true, gentlemen. Well, <clears throat> on that note, where can people get a hold of you to continue the conversation with you, Tanner? Yeah. I mean, my thing is that'd be the first to say, I don't post enough on social media. I, um, you, know, you can email me at my TJ edge transformation at gmail.com. Um, Say it one more time for the podcast listeners. Yep. Yep. Email me at my TJ edge transformation at gmail.com. And I'd love it if you bought my book and gave me feedback. My biggest thing is this. Um, I think people think that I'm just saying that I want your feedback because it's the right thing to say. I genuinely do. I, I wrote a book and I want more feedback because in no way is it perfect. And I'll make more edits, more revisions. But I also believe in myself and I know um, that there's something in there for everybody to help them with their health in some way, some form. And also there's probably going to be something in there people disagree with, which I'm totally cool with. And, um, I want to hear from people. What's the name love of that it. book right here? <laughs> love it. Love it. I actually, I actually, the Amazon thing is weird. Like everything else I could put like bitly links, but I put the link in here and it's like amazingly long. Who is that? Um, so smiley, handsome guy. Uh, what I would say is this, I have my own printer and um amazon really screws you on royalties as far as like books go so i have my own printer and so anybody that wants a book and emails me um what i can do is is i can save them on shipping and tax um because amazon charges both of those so um if they email me i can get them a book as well so again 
email him, ladies and gentlemen, get the book, get connected with him. He's a man of uh, integrity. He's a man of authenticity. He's a man of congruency. And we just appreciate you. Uh, we're going to have you have back on the show because there's so many different things we can talk about. But in respect for time for everybody here on their Friday night, we want everybody to get out there with their families and get out with their festivities. Uh, Tanner, thank you so much for being here on the show. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate getting to know you. I'm definitely going to ping you uh, on some questions that I have personally um, and some of the things we didn't even dive in today. So just thank you so much for being a part of the show. We're going to place you backstage. Don't go anywhere. We're going to end. Scott and I are going to end the show and then uh, we'll, we'll gather backstage in the green room for a minute just Perfect. to talk but uh brother thank you so much for being here have a blessed thank night you guys for having me you got uh, it brother don't go anywhere and there we have it another beautiful conversation that just went by like that poof oh yeah what do you think scott what can we what can we do to uh to to, to put a bow on this for the people that are watching and listen i think this is the perfect reminder of you know bringing together the things that we're talking about because i feel like a lot of times we're either talking about something that's very mind or spirit related and there's got to be the trifecta um one of the the things that we've got to realize is yeah we're a perfect spirit in truth and we've got to take care of the mind and remove from the ego but we have to take care of this vehicle that we're living in and when we're doing things that aren't spiritually coherent or doing the wrong things with our mind that can turn into disease in the body and so one of the things that i think is super important why i've done it since day one of my existence is I'm constantly using my body. And since I'm using my body, I'm very aware of this isn't feeling right. This isn't feeling right. So I'm fixing something here, fixing something in the mind, fixing something spiritually, and I'm constantly bouncing all those things back each other. And honestly, I think it's a very smart thing to, at the very least, go to a gym and work out. If you can, go for walks. Um, Tanner's point, three times a week, if possible, become a rock star doing some kind of resistance training massive as you get older your mm -hmm. kinetic chain your structure your skeletal system needs the support from muscles one of the reasons why people end up going into you know end up passing away the second somebody falls they break a hip they end up incapacitated they get pneumonia they die yeah so that can be avoided through some strength training and making sure we maintain our balance and that can start right now so everything tanner said right on point buy his book playbook go check them out love them that's it that's what i got Beautiful. I love it. I love it. Tara says here, what's up, Tara? Beautiful soul. Love you. Love you. Love you. She says you did your mind. You'll fix your body. Um, well, she's actually, she fixes it. Fix your mind and you'll fix your body. Absolutely. You Mary Kay says I'm doing okay, but I could do better. Thank you. The question is Mary Kay, will you do better? Will you make Very a commitment and, and, and make a promise to yourself? That's something that Scott and I are so passionate about. Just if, if each and every one of us and myself included, if we just make a promise to ourselves that we're going to take better care of ourselves consistently and, 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 and for the right reasons, you know, when I think about for me, my, and going back to this is it's the why. It's the why. And you and I have talked about this. Like my son is 55 years old. I'm 52. Do the math. I want to be around here to be a grandfather to his kid. And so what do I have to do now? I have to make really smart decisions. That's why I'm not even drinking Jack right now. I'm like, maybe I'm not going to drink anymore. Maybe I'm going to, because the why is so big that the small you know, enjoyment and the, and, the, and, the, and the relaxation that I get, is that worth putting toxicity to my body? I mean, I literally drank two bottles, 1.75 bottles while I was, while I was camping, not a big issue. I was like, I poured all of that stuff into my body. And I was like, wasn't a big deal. I mean, I feel fine, you know, don't feel sick or anything. But at the same time I sat there and looked, I'm like, I just poured poison into my body. Is that really getting me closer to or further from my stated goal? Immediately the answer is further from. So why am I doing that? Again, going back to the other comment about self-sabotage, ladies and gentlemen, you guys got to have a big why. You have to have a big why. You have to wake up in the morning. And when you sit there and have the excuse, and he didn't talk about this, the excuse I hear a lot is like, I don't feel like it. Well, do it fucking anyway. You're not going to feel like it. You're going to feel like it afterwards because you're going to start having the endorphin release. You're going to start feeling stronger. You just got to stay committed to it and, and go through those, those motions. But I love, I love the fact that just ask yourself, are you willing to pay now or pay later? Because to his point, I have, I, I, as soon as he started telling us that, I knew where he was going with that because I've heard so many different trainers and friends of mine tell me like, oh, somebody just signed up and then they died two weeks later because they, they just waited too long to put themselves as a priority. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please put yourself as a priority. You have to be number one. If you love everybody else so much, oh, I love my son. I love my family. I'd have to do these things. I have to do these things. I hear people all the time. I have to do these things. I don't have time, Chris. I have to do this. Okay. How much do you love that person on a scale of one to 10? 10. Okay. Uh, how much do you love yourself on a scale of one to 10? seven. Okay. So if you're operating a seven, maybe you're operating a 60% of what you really truly could be. 
So you're not giving that person you're hundred percent. So you're actually depriving them of what it is that you could possibly give them. So in a way you're kind of doing them a disservice. So if you really truly love them, you have to love yourself first and pour yourself, pour it into yourself first. And then exponentially it's going to change. And I've seen so many people do that. They're like, Oh my God, Chris, you know, I thought I was being selfish. It's self care. It's self love. Scott talks about it. I wear the band. He doesn't wear mine, but I'm going to put it right there. <laughs> I don't have that. Go I love now. I don't love now. My own right there. <laughs> I told you. I wear them like jewelry. No, but I'm you made me so I literally it's, put them on when I go out. I have your belief band, and I gave mm -hmm. him to Jessica. I gave him. Come on. I'm mostly just not fucking with I know, you. but you make me feel bad, dude. I and you're not waiting crazy. until not. Yes. Don't wait until January 1st. <laughs> Fuck that. Get started today. I was actually surprised. My wife told me she's going to get started on a new program before the end of the holiday. She goes, I don't want to fuck myself over because she already did hard work in 75 hard. So she even for her has recognized as getting older. I can't wait for January 1st. Why not start today? It's not later. Start today, ladies and gentlemen. And whatever Scott and I can do, please reach out to us privately. We're here to coach you, to help you, to mentor you. Um, reach out to us in the back channel. We're here to make sure that you guys have a kick-ass 2022. I know Scott has his program going on. I have my program going on. We're here to help and love on you. So please reach out. And again, if you guys have any guests that you feel would be great for the unfiltered experience, please reach out to us again. We've got www.theunfilteredexperience.com. Go there. It's connected to our Facebook group. You can see the videos. You can see the past shows. We got so much more in store coming for you guys in 2022. We've got some fun stuff. We've got some, some more in-depth stuff that we're going to be doing here and bringing about some more uh, controversial conversations. Just again, to bring awareness, to bring um, the light and the love and the opportunity for us to shift our perspectives about our fellow men and our fellow women and create a world that is a much better, better much better place than it is right now with your guys' help. So uh, we love and appreciate each and every one of you. If you love this show, please share this out. Uh, send a message, you know, post it and, and put a little thing in there, like what it is that you learned from this conversation and maybe put in there a link to connect with uh, Tanner. Uh, we would love and appreciate you guys for doing that. So uh, without any further ado, we'll be back here again next Friday. Uh, we have Tony next Friday. Tell us a little bit about yeah. Tony before we cut out. Oh, Tony's. In, oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm going I'm to just keep it simple with him. So the guy who's coming on next week, he's literally had multiple forms of cancer, should not be with us. And the craziest thing that he explained to me was he was in a surgery on his brain that he has to be awake while they're doing the surgery so that he could literally say, I can still move my arm. So they're operating on him. And they said that he was so close to being paralyzed. He's been so close to death, being paralyzed, everything. And he's still going strong. In fact, he's somebody I need to jump in and have some coffee with this week. Unbelievable human being. Again, the, the people who end up showing up on this show, massively inspirational human beings. Tony's phenomenal. I'm just going to leave it at that. Please come listen to him next week and share this because the, the guy is if there's an angelic, amazing force on this planet, it's Tony. Oh, man, I can't wait to meet him. I can't wait to meet him. Um, so tune in next Friday night. Uh, Andre, I'll, I'll check in with you. Uh, Andrea says she has somebody that would be special. Somebody special. Somebody. I Let me try that again. It's Take Big two. Bird. I have Big someone Bird. you should have on the show. Big Bird's move. coming, getting their booster shot on the show. Ooh. We could do it. We could do it. <laughs> Why not? Love you guys. Love you guys. Peace out. Have an awesome weekend. Be the change you want to be.